shore where the mountains meet the sea in a clapboard shack by a broken down tree there's a light in the window just salty gals inside i'm not sure if they're witches but you know that's implied that the storytelling ego swelling pillow talking moonlight walking sea Welcome to the Sea Hags Podcast. I'm Katie Nordgren. I'm Chris Jeppa, and with us today is a very special treat. We've got a generic straight white guy from the suburbs. It's Matt. How's it going? <laughs> Hi, Matt. How are you guys? We are probably the only straight white male we've had on this who isn't a comedian. It's a, uh, I'm, I'm just some Tolkien representation. You know? Fantastic. We, we've got to try to diversify our guest list, this really. Is, you know, it's, uh, you got an equity mandate here. you got to include me. It's... It's uh, it's it's person kind actually. It's person oh my kind. god! Yeah, it's, it's it's person <laughs> kind. How, how about that prime minister, everybody? He's so woke. He's, he's such a woke bay. He is definitely. <laughs> he, you know, he's 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 a good looking guy though. You gotta admit, he's a, I do gotta admit that. He's got that going for him compared to the last guy and, and and most of the guys before. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He looks a lot like the other that other that French guy. You remember the one that we had like in the eighties, seventies? Do you remember him? Kind of looks like him. Uh, I don't know why. It's like a oh, lot of that guy with the he's got like a T last name too. It's weird. Well, <laughs> yeah, they, they've also <laughs> not as funny as it was in my head. Sorry. <laughs> It's his dad. It's his dad, everybody. <laughs> the uh, the the French also got uh, a good-looking president. I've seen lots of people uh, sh- shipping our prime minister with uh, the mm-hmm. French president. Oh, God, they're going to write country slash. And before, uh, when, when Obama was still around, there, there was, like, a thruple kind of thing Oof. happening, which yeah. would be, like... OT3. Yeah. yeah. God. OT3. Well, see, we've seen the, pr- the prime minister jogging with the Mexican president, and they're... Mm. Yeah, they're... They're pretty they're, sexy. They're, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Trump's not with them, but just... Uh, no wonder. Yeah, no, it's kind of the odd man out there. How come no one invited Grandpa to the to the party? Oh, he, we thought he would be racist and volatile. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. So Grandpa's not allowed to the country's dinner. Yeah. At the UN. God. Oh God. The world. I've, I've been watching the Olympics, so now I'm just thinking about international relations again. You know how it goes. They're all if all if only all of our like diplomatic things could be solved with ice dancing. That is true. Yes, oh, the Olympics. Yeah, they started. Eh? Uh-huh. They're they're on now. They're okay. happening. They're happening. That was a big surprise to me. Yeah, I did not hear anything about it. No one really thinks about the Winter Olympics though. But it's the last couple of ice years skating. have been pretty big. <laughs> ice skating. I love ice skating. I, I don't think I've ever heard you say that before. I, oh really? Maybe four years ago. Like, <laughs> well, I mean, the Winter Olympics. It's 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 the Olympics for all the sports that for many things that aren't you know even really sports. Like I don't know what else they'll play. Like, ping pong. Maybe uh, <laughs> I don't think they do ping. I think ping pong's a summer Olympics. Yeah. yeah that, oh, that's that made it to summer. Oh yeah, that's I think incredible. So. Good yeah, for ping pong. I, I heard yoga's going in. I don't know how. Yoga. Oh no! Would... How the hell do they adjudicate that? No, bendiest. Yeah, bendiest. bendiest. <laughs> Just the, uh, oh man, bendiest she is athlete. killing that child's pose. <laughs> that would be me. Yeah. Oh yeah, gold medal in shavasana. Just like lying <laughs> on the ground <laughs> forever. Just slept for thirty six hours. She's the best at shavasana. I don't think you're supposed to sleep during that. You're just supposed to, like, meditate. Um, no, I'm not going for the golden yoga, then, I guess. <laughs> Turns out I'm bad at it. Yeah. Oh, we uh, we usually start with a how is your week kind of thing, and that kind of segues into how my week was, if I can just read them. I hey, said Chris. it like I was setting you up to do something, and then I just took it right back. How about, how about, I, how about I throw that out for you, a little bone? Uh, hey, right. Chris, how yeah. was your week? Oh, it was great. <laughs> so I started doing yoga at this, like, hot yoga studio across mm. the street, and they also have fitness classes, so I've started doing these like weights, fitnessy class things. And the one for legs is 
It's called absolutely. So you do your abs. Absolutely burning butts. <laughs> and I'm like, that doesn't seem like a good thing at all. It just seems more like a diet. You're just a hunk of burning butts. <laughs> yeah. But I can attest that my butt was burning pretty bad after. I was butt day today at the gym. Mm-hmm. We're, we're fitness people now. You're like, I, uh, I need to work on my fitness. Okay. I, I have not been in quite a while. I hit a deadlift personal record today. I deadlifted 55 kilograms, which is 121 pounds, which is not really all that much, but I had a really bad back last summer, and this is me getting back on track. Nice. So, back on track. Today. Oh, good. Very good. We're so healthy, we're drinking beer. Stout beer. at 2 o'clock. That's fine. On a Monday. It's a holiday. It's not a big deal. Family yeah. day. It know, is family it's, day. It's family it was, day, so was, why not have a, a beer? Mm-hmm. Thank you for yeah. bringing this fine selection from Sub- Bourbon breweries. Yeah. Well, you know, we're starting to change our image here with our our brewery after brewery seems to be opening in the Tri Cities. People actually want to come visit us now. Now, what it's, what are the cities that are Tri? What are the Tri? There's What's actually the Tri and cities. Well, I know there's Burquitlam. No. <laughs> no. 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 Wrong. 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 No. You've got. This is very regional. You have. You have Port Coquitlam. Coquitlam. I do have those. And Port Moody. And then you can maybe put Anmore and Belcara in there. What so are there's those? really oh, yeah, five Belcara. in the Tri-Cities. What's Anmore? Well, are they, are they, they're villages, aren't they? They're villages. Are Belcara? they unincorporated or uh, That's a good question. <laughs> so regional. Municipal so, politics. Yeah. Belcara is like 600 people where rich people have their vacation homes on the water. Mm. Uh, Anmore people actually live that want to get away from society and live in the environment, I think. Oh, on their, lots like, of gates with keep-out signs acre. and stuff? There's a lot of that, and people have just been there forever. Uh, there are a spate of mansions opening up there. Do know, they have, like, eco-villages there? Because I know there's one in... Weimar. Um, Not Weimar. Uh, what's the fucking place near Chilliwack that has the eco-village? Oh, I was just trying to think of it. Oh, Yarrow? Yarrow. Yarrow. Yeah. yeah, my friend lives there. She what, lives in the eco-village. What's an eco-village? <laughs> I'm not totally clear. I'd love to get her on the podcast sometime because she's... We actually used to work together at Winners like 12 years ago in the <laughs> customer service desk. And now she has five kids and lives in an eco-village, which is wild. It takes an eco-village. It takes an eco-village. I, is that... So they're, they're, it sounds almost like they need the five kids to be like... To farming the land. And <laughs> well, yeah, the, they, uh, they're they really fun to follow on Instagram because they're twee without being obnoxious about it. It's like a very imperfectly perfect kind of life. Like, they're not agonizing over setting up a perfect photo or something like that. Like, they're a very uh, roast-about-ish family. Like, everybody is very much an individual, and it's all the personalities trying to mesh together. So it's kind of beautiful to see. I really love Annika. She's, mm-hmm. That's my friend who lives there. And she has... Her oldest kid is, is 19 or 20. And he was five or so when, when I first met him, and now he's an, a human adult. Wow, that's And there are four terrifying. other babies that How came from that her. does that work? <laughs> it's disgusting. Wow. I'm really upset about it. <laughs> um, but they, they post the cutest Instagram pictures because it's like, oh, well, now we have a bunch of chickens. Oops, I fell and bought a bunch of chickens. <laughs> so I got a big chicken coop, and they, they have, like, special egg-gathering aprons that the littlest girls wear, and they get to help with, like... They help with chores. I'm doing air quotes, but <laughs> but yeah, the second youngest, Claire. I think she's four, so she actually is capable of helping at this point. She's right. just like softly putting every egg into the little individual pockets in her apron. It's pretty adorable. It's pretty goddamn. Were cute, you ever guys. a farm person, or oh, are no. you? Like, oh no! <laughs> Where do you come from, Matt? Yeah, I where did was, you go? Where do you come from, I, Hot Nine Matt? I, I, I spent most of my life growing up in Poco. Okay, so. 
Did they call Port Moody Pomo? Is that a thing? I don't know if they do. Postmodernism. I, I never. I, I've never lived in Port Moody. <laughs> I think they're too into art there, there to make it. They're, they're too into art. Okay. Yeah, Poco is more like because it's it's Poco's like the um, it's like the south of the Tri Cities. It's the <laughs> it's the working people. Okay. A little more conservative. Port Moody's like the cool place. Port Moody's the cool it's place. The cool arty place. Poco's the blue collar. I don't know. Coquitlam is just the bland middle. Of well, it, it's big, so it's it's there's there's the rich parts. Those and then people are some... rich now because they bought things outside oh. of Vancouver, and now oh, yeah. they're worth like a oh, yeah. million dollars. Now they are too, because we've got the older part, which used to be like mills and stuff, and you have all these tiny little homes on like five acres of land That's that are now worth like yeah, I would love that millions and millions of dollars, millions, and the yeah. house is about to collapse. There's um. I'm trying to remember the name of the area, but it's just, you go further and further up the mountain, basically. The um, Westwood Plateau? Westwood, Westwood Plateau, Plateau yes. that's it. I had to yes. go to uh, an appointment out there, not realizing that this was like a, I was seeing a dietitian who worked out of her house, and she did not make it clear that it was a house. So I'm like, I am so in the wrong place, and I don't know where I am, and there's no cell service out here. There's no cell service? What a back no, just it, is, it is bad up there. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's true. Because you're like almost really... driving to yeah. space because you go up so high. two golf courses there. So it's, oh. you know, is that close to where that dog walker lady got lost? It is exactly where the dog walker lady <laughs> what? was Tell lost. Me what yes. that's like, there's no cell service out there. Yeah. That's why oh, she got lost. Yeah, oh, if you go... Because there's the golf course, and if you go past that, you're almost pretty much at the top. And if you keep going north of there, the cell service is like it's gone. Did we talk about that dog lady on no, the podcast? No, tell me about this. I don't know this story. Oh, the whole city just shut down when she got lost. It was uh, she, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> she went out like to, she's a dog walker. Uh, she's like a very lively retired mm-hmm. woman, early sixties, late local 50s, hero, local, local community hero. hero like mm-hmm. she, she took these uh, three dogs out. One was hers. Two were her charges to like walk through the forest in that area. And I guess after about it was two hours before sunset it started getting dark before she thought it was going to and then she could not get back out and did not have her phone I think she like fell at some point and got oh, a little bit hurt no. and so she's like just trying to like huddle up with the dogs and it took three days to find her yeah. what she was in like um, I think she fell into like kind of a ravine and she couldn't get back up that's yeah. really scary. It's so scary. And the dogs couldn't get out. She couldn't send one of them dogs running like out, no. last Well, there was style. a 13-year-old pug that oh. was there with her. Oh, and sh- yeah. I don't know how that survived. Every <laughs> one of them, each dog and a woman, all survived. No injuries, just yeah. like, well, some injuries, but not life-threatening ones. Mm-hmm. And, and just like dehydration and, and hunger. Well, it was creepy because people thought, well, maybe did she fall and hit her head? But then no one could find the dogs. You'd think one of the dogs would maybe roam yeah, off yeah, and yeah, someone yeah. would see it in the street. But she or, kept them all near her. She kept them all near, yeah. It was a happy ending. Yeah, that's kind of freaky though to think like it doesn't seem like there's a lot of woods up there, but oh, it's there a lot, are. right? Because it's almost like if you look at Metro Vancouver, it's almost like that's the northernmost boundary there. Yeah, everything north is just like and you have to get mountain. over the water to you get to. You can't build on it; it's all just like steep yeah, and forest. And, yeah. True enough. True enough. Yeah, I've ne- I'm trying to think if I've been to Admore or Belcara. I'm not sure I have. You must have been to Belcara. Yeah, no, I probably have. There's like a park there, isn't there? Yeah, like a there's some parks, park. lakes people go to. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. nice. It's just, yeah. it's so funny because it's like, I guess it's like east of North Van. I know, on it's the other like, side of the water. like freaky it's, weird geography where it's like you can drive to Deep Cove and you can look across and yeah. it's Coquitlam and you're just like, how do those things It would be nice together? if they could just build like a little bridge Just a little one. And just a little one. commutes would be so much faster. Yeah. Just or a, a zipline. Or a zipline, yeah. It's <laughs> your solution to everything, Chris. We're going to build a zipline. Build it. Build Why a zipline. Just build a zipline. So we were just like all ripping around town just on, on a series of ziplines. I mean, that would, would solve a lot of like carbon actually. emission type things. Yeah. <laughs> it'd, be so, it'd be great for New West, but you couldn't get up the hill anymore. You need a gondola and then a zipline down. Oh, that would be the right. Yeah. How do you get back up? Yeah. 
Oh man, I, these are great plans, guys. <laughs> Fuck the bus. We're just gonna zip line and, and gone well, to Well, when we're all living in giant towers in the clouds, we'll be able to just zip line. Yeah, between in between. Yeah. Like it, like telephone. Oh my god. Thing. Get a place in New West near me, and we'll set it up. <laughs> we'll get like a basket of food. <laughs> I'm sending you some cookies. <laughs> and then we'll never have to leave our homes or see each other in person ever again, and it would be perfect. Let's put myself. Ah, we're in already like that. Yeah, I know, right. We're there. We're there. We can. We we don't need to see each other anymore. It's, no, we it's all cool. just. It's the reason we have this podcast is so we can see our friends yeah. once every now and again, and it's so funny. our friends can then listen to us mm-hmm. and actually find out what we are doing. Mm-hmm. in our lives. My friend yeah. Laura, hi Laura, hi Laura, listens to this and then what, sometimes if we'll go out for dinner and it's like, oh yeah, let me tell you about these things. She's like, I already know about that. You mentioned it on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. <laughs> no, I love it. It's really good. It's good for staying in touch with people and for people feeling really bad about not listening to it, which is so funny to me. They're like, I'm sorry, I haven't listened to it extensively. Like, dude, don't. I would don't. There, there's a hundred of them. <laughs> like, there's a hundred of them, and they're all over an hour. Yeah. Maybe now that I'm on, you're going to get this new audience of, like, um, just, <laughs> straight white, just man. Straight I white fucking bros, doubt it. <laughs> a bunch of just bros being bros, listening to the podcast. Yeah, because yeah. you're the quintessence you know, of bro. We are. Just, I've got some very bro friends. I would consider myself the... Um, bro adjacent? Uh, the, yeah, bro. bro that's how tertiarily I, bro. Tertiarily bro. Like, I'm, I'm, I just have, like, a toe in that culture and, and no... You got a toe no in the son. bro. Yeah, you toe, toe in the bro. bro. You're 116th bro. 116th bro. <laughs> On your father's side. On my father's side. Because it would come from my father's side, definitely. Um, Actually, he also my mom's a, a bro. Of, it's yeah, wild. That's, that's true. My mom's definitely my mom's a huge bro. No, I grew walk up, it off. She'd say. No, I definitely grew up all around sports bros, mm-hmm. car bros. I was wearing a sports Just... bro earlier. So that was sports bro. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good. Thanks. But so yeah, growing up in Port Coquitlam, mm-hmm. and you've made your way to Coquitlam. In that I'm, time. I'm getting to you guys. I'm getting close. <laughs> I'm getting pretty close. Hey, my birth certificate says I was born in New Westminster. I was God, born in... boy, howdy, I'll die in New well, Westminster. You know what? I, I was born in New West too. So Royal Columbia. Royal Columbia. What year? 92. Oh, I'll beat you by seven. All right. Mm-hmm. I'm just a baby. I didn't just know. Just a tiny little baby. <laughs> just a tiny little baby. That's not nice. That's, that's diminutive. <laughs> yeah, he's got so a real tough I'm life. Like, <laughs> I'm like, you know, like, oh, we should just be nice to our guests and not make fun of them. It's like, this is supposed yeah, to be. Yeah, you just come fun. on and you're like, ah, oh, look at this baby here. Yeah. This infant <laughs> baby. Welcome. You're an accomplished young man. <laughs> you were, exactly. You were born in the year I finally started forming memories. <laughs> I remember 92 very well. Thank you very much. Oh my grade goodness. two, Miss Baker's class. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, grade two is my worst class photo ever because I was wearing white tights and you could see just right up in the crowd. <laughs> it was very bad. Oh my god. Very bad. Are and you... no one told a child to <laughs> cross your legs in the front row. Dude, were you like, picture. were you man spreading? Sure was. Oh, man man spreading was the best way that a two, like grade two kid can do. That's amazing. <laughs> oh boy. I thought you were gonna good. say it was just like a terrible year for you. It's like, no, it's just a bad picture. I was yeah. Like, oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's forever. The Memories can be shaped by context and like. Can you just like and... put a scratch and stiff sticker on there or something like that to cover it up? In my grade six class picture, I scribbled my own face out, so that's how that year went for me. Oh, that's my grade eight yearbook. I've scribbled my face out in every picture. I'm with you on grade eight. Oh, Not yeah. a good yearbook. No, no. no oh, no. I can picture your grade eight. No. Photo. I'm like, I'm like, like doing a, a retroactive like uh, forensic guess on what you okay. would look like in grade what, eight. What, take your guess. <laughs> Like this, but so much skinnier somehow. Ah, <laughs> uh, no, I had really long hair. Ooh. Okay, perfect. It was perfect. like Beautiful. it was long because I was in my rock and roll phase. Oh yeah. And it just tons of acne. Okay. Long hair. The eyebrows that are 
So good. Good eyebrows. <laughs> and yeah, probably skinny. But I would just imagine like a... Was your hair in like your a... face a lot? Were you that kind of teen? Or yeah, it was like... in my face because my hair just is so straight. It just... Just like Splops that. This down. is all like an illusion that you're seeing here to make <laughs> it got, look like this. Yeah, he's very quaffed. It's, it's just listener. Very he's very quaffed. Very, quaffed. <laughs> very well put together. It's it's just straight down. Mm-hmm. Horrible. But so yeah, I would have loved that look. You were like a but were you like a shy teen like hiding behind stuff or were you more like you said your rock and roll phase? What does that mean? Ah <laughs> uh, no, because we had rock school and I was in a band. What yes. you had rock school? Yeah, we had the coolest oh music my God. teacher. We had. <laughs> Our, our music teacher, Mr. Erickson, oh my God, was he, he was the greatest. He, be, he ended up becoming our French teacher because our French teacher, I, I don't know, left. And we were a very, we weren't the best class. We were very uh, disruptive. <laughs> and so we, you know, our French teacher was gone. And one day we walked into French class and there he was wailing on his electric guitar. Whoa. Almost like out of a movie. Hey kids, are you ready to rock? And it was like that, exactly. And he just would talk about, we didn't learn any French, he didn't teach us any French, because he didn't know how to speak French. So he would just what? relay us stories of like, the Seattle punk scene when oh he was God. in a band. And it was... You kids like the meat puppets? <laughs> <laughs> Let me just tell you a little something about a man named Lane Staley. <laughs> Wow, best so class it ever. Little, it was best class ever. It was pretty I just, awesome. I pulled up my grade 8 photo, uh, which I've shown people on the podcast before, but never you. Nice. Which is, yeah, oh, I'm wearing a gosh. men's Tommy Hilfiger nice. t-shirt that has been gnawed at by guinea pigs, and there's a shaved spot in my hairline, because I have a cowlick on this part, uh, and I would just shave it. So there's a bald spot at the, t- at the crown, <laughs> at the top of my head. That's really sad. <laughs> just look at how fucking chubby and round my face was in my braces. Oh, that's such a bad look. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh boy, I had much thicker hair when I was younger for some reason. Mm. Probably because I've ruined it. Yeah, the chemicals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But okay, so did you ever wind up learning French? <laughs> did I ever learn French? No. Uh, I could say like je m'appelle. Okay, that's a, that's a je m'appelle, and um, yeah, that's about don't, it. Don't don't know how to finish off that sentence though. Je m'appelle Matt. Oh, okay, go. good, good job. Thanks, Way to go. I could throw my name in there, and that's that's about all I can remember from French. Merci. Yeah, <laughs> that's uh, pretty good. Did you guys not have the biblio bus? No, we we didn't learn any French, and and all the kids we we had some very troublesome kids in my in my class who I was friends <laughs> with, and they I I hung out with a lot of Were delinquents as well. <laughs> I, I you know what one thing about was I could always kind of just hang out with anybody I was good at, and we had this one kid in our class who would go across the street to the grocery store every lunch, and just ransack the place. Like he would steal with whipping cream, <laughs> fruits, snacks, and he was this—he was this He's little fruit, though. He was this like a picture. He looked a little bit like Eric Cartman. That was his like imagine that, and okay. he would so he'd like fill up this jacket, just fella. a rotund little fellow, and he would come back at lunch, you know, cl- lunch is ending, and he would unzip his jacket and like he'd be like, oh look at all the stuff I got, guys, you want anything? Oh my god, <laughs> little black market. Yeah, and eventually, you know, they would caught him mm-hmm. because <laughs> it was across the, the groceries. It was across the street from every day. From from the school, and you know they contacted the principal and found him, and they put him in a special class. I don't know why, but I thought you were going to say like like an acrylic box, know, like, no. like in the dock, like a dangerous prisoner. It's just like, oh my god, they put him in no, solitary. They, they put him in this special class, and he stopped stealing. So they rewarded him by taking him like swimming for a day. And he was laughing at all of us, and you guys are all suckers. You're all in math class. It's a beautiful day out. I'm going swimming, and <laughs> like all because I stopped stealing. 
That's a pretty good. I did game something in the bad and then got just, rewarded and he, for not and he doing got rewarded it. Rewarded for not doing it anymore. Fuck, that's genius. And it was genius, oh and he was. God. I was like, oh "You're right. God. Like, we are the suckers in this situation." <laughs> you want to go back in time and game the system yeah, now? So. Of course I do. <laughs> no one would ever suspect. No one ever suspects the butterfly. <laughs> the worst thing that I ever stole in high school was lawn gnomes out of people's yards. Oh my god! And then we'd take them into art class and sand them down and repaint them and finish them and then give them back to the house and leave them on the doorstep with a note. Wow. And we were called the London Preservation Society. That's we hilarious. Got, we got in the yearbook as a club. <laughs> Did anyone ever, like, bust you and be like, no. freak out? Or no. everyone was happy? Yeah. No. It's a pretty interesting community there. Like, <laughs> I grew up on the Sunshine Coast, so it was, like, on a, like, farm-ish area and lots of cute little houses with little lawn gnomes. And so, yeah, we'd sneak out at night and steal shit. <laughs> and then give it back That's after so you wholesome. It. In, like, it's, better conditions. It's condition. so wholesome. <laughs> It's so fucking wholesome. It's like 60% like whole wheat bread. It's yeah. so, it make a delicious peanut butter and jelly yeah. sandwich. My mom was never worried about me as a kid. <laughs> Even when I'd like go out with boys, it's like, oh, you're just going to go do your little lawn gnome thing. You're just going to go do your little finger banging thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Oh Can't get pregnant from finger banging. It's <laughs> just assuming that's what your mom thought. Oh my God. <laughs> Don't bring my mother into this. Hey, Joe. <laughs> oh, oh man. Boy. So you had, like, rock band music class, though? Yeah. That is... Awesome. I'm so jealous. Like, we just had band. I played the flute. Well, that's what made it... It was... Because that's what we started with. And mm-hmm. I remember in elementary school, we'd play a little xylophone mm-hmm. with flute. It was boring. Recorder, you I love The xylophone, yeah. you always had to hold your hands like you were riding a bike. Did, did you have that? Or not recorder. Um, xylophone, did I say that? You did person? say xylophone, yes. I thought I said recorder. But I, I just remember Mrs. Ogilvie doing the demonstrations. It was that's like... That's how you do ding, your octaves. Yeah. Ting! Ting, 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 or whatever. But she, she would get so mad at you if you started holding it like this. She would be furious. It's not a fucking like, fork and knife, Katie. <laughs> Respect the Okay, Mrs. Ogilvy, like whatever you say. <laughs> she was mean. We didn't like her. But it was boring. Like, I never liked playing that stuff. And it was, you know, so when we went to middle school, it was, we had rock band, and then people were getting to play guitar, bass guitar, drums. There was a Kiss cover band. Oh, my God. One guys, the cool eighth graders had one. And <laughs> the cool kiss. <laughs> covering kiss. It, it was cool at the time. What year was this? Um, you infant child. <laughs> oh, 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 five. Okay, okay. So oh, oh, six. Oh, five, oh, six. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. I'm trying to remember like what was popular in the world at that time. Uh, that was when Mean Girls came out. That's like that. Like 2004. To nine is a bit of a black hole just for me in general. For culture know. and so yeah, there's I just the Talladega Nights. <laughs> the ballad of Ricky Bobby came out during that time. Yeah, the two thousand. Maybe it's just we haven't had enough time to process it because yeah. you know <laughs> we think about you know nineties culture is kind of cool yeah. again and people look at it. And I'm wondering about like how long is it until we're gonna start looking back on the aughts and being like, oh, that was an awesome time. You know, the frosted bottle. Yeah, that's. That's what's yeah. Gonna be. I mean, I still I reminisce about the, the like raver stuff and all the like, you I know, I like a shiny jacket. Yeah, like there is some like early like Y two K style. Y two K style is n- ooh, <laughs> it's uh, something. It's all the little like pigtails and butterfly clips. I've been uh, following yeah. this uh, this Tumblr called the Y two K Preservation Society, so it's very funny and similar to your gnome thing, but it's just them. Like pulling old magazine spreads from 1999 to 2003, oh, from, like, give or take. And yeah, teen a little shit. bit of sassy, but like a lot of like high end design stuff and like like bars and stuff that were made for New York City that are now lo- no longer in oh. operation at all because they're such a product of their time, right? They don't have the timelessness. Like old pubs stay around forever, but anything that's like the zeitgeist is gone immediately. 
that's French for immediately. Because <laughs> no, I no. did go to French class. Shit. I've got a fourth French word I can add to my repertoire. Oh, I thought it was going to be a le bitch. <laughs> Just what I am. I'm a, a real tabernacker. <laughs> I believe that's putain. Putain, isn't it? Not that's poutine, but... Putain. <laughs> so I think that... A uh, whore? I think that's something like that, yeah. Okay. Well, puta is Spanish for... Yeah, oh. it's a similar root word. The romance languages, everybody. <laughs> Probably all comes from, like, pudenda or something Probably, like that. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Gross. Gross. Uh, Worst word. Do you know what that means? For which word? Pudenda. I can... Probably guess. Yeah. <laughs> You're probably right. Yes. <laughs> what were you saying? <laughs> Pudenda. No! Fuck you. Sorry. What was I saying about... Oh, xylophones? No. No, <laughs> your Y2K about. magazine thing. Oh, yeah, that was just all. It was just, like, getting to see those things again. I was like, oh, I did kind of like that aesthetic. Like, I've always liked metallics a lot, mm-hmm. but it was the, the clear, plasticky. Yes. With such, like, like inflatable furniture was a really big yes. thing for a while. I wanted an yes. inflatable couch so yes. bad. Yeah. And a beanbag chair. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Just, like, really impractical furniture was yes. stuff we wanted. And I remember, like, I really wanted, because I had, like, a doll that had a plastic raincoat that was mm-hmm. just, like, a clear plastic. And I'm like, it's so cool. And then you have your clear plastic bag and your clear plastic shoes. And it's just, like, so that yeah, everyone can see what's... great you have to carry a dildo. <laughs> <laughs> no privacy in that kind of tote at all. None. But it's like, what was what was that about? It's like, everything's on display. Weird. It's a little, like, Blade Runner-ish. The, like, Ooh. plastic raincoat and... That maybe it was like a kind of cyberpunk. Right, because we're like, oh, it's Y two K, and the computers are going to fuck everything, and so now we're it's gonna, future time, yeah. boys. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I said boys like that. the new boys, the new millennium. Except we're in a different kind of dystopia than we imagined. I know, yeah. so much different. I, yeah. saw, I saw a tweet that was like, "Who knew living in a dystopia would be so fucking boring?" I know, you know, like <laughs> you think it would be more exciting. Yeah, <laughs> it's just, like, like, just depressing do. rather mm-hmm. than terrifying. I guess it's terrifying, but it's such a slow burn terror. Mm-hmm. Like, where's the? You know, we'd have like spike shoulder pads and like cars die historic on the Fury Road. Just Fury Road, or we could go full like, blown Blade Runner. Just One like or the Tom other. Hardy's there, and you get to make out with him a little bit. <laughs> it's not bad. This dystopia, quite honestly. And Charlize Theron comes around; she makes out with you too. Great. This is a pretty good day for everybody. I mean, if you're gonna, if it's a dystopia, like why not? Why right? not? Why not? Why not fuck in a dystopia? <laughs> Just saying. End Man. of the world is probably like better. Uh, see, yeah. I tried to do, I, I did a, a couple of sets last night and I was trying to do clean stuff. And so now I just want to swear so hard. <laughs> so you do comedy? I do. Oh, okay. What's that like? He's it's turning, the, he's turning the tables on you. He's oh. interviewing you. It's fucked. No, it's fine. Um, you were I love saying, it. You were saying like that. I'm doing two experiments right now. One is um, um, playing with my brain juice is what I like to call it on Twitter because uh, it's my way of being very open about how I uh, deal with my mental illnesses. It's just in terms of I get medical help, right? And I talk about it really. Mm-hmm. So And taking medication is good. Big part of it. People. So I took, I've been taking citalopram for about a year and a half now and it's been pretty successful, but it then dropped off like it wasn't cutting through the fucking rain you know it rained for 60 days straight yeah and yeah. it's just like so it's super rainy and the world is a garbage fire like, I was also, aren't yeah. we all there's a depressed? lot of stuff like... going on for me just globally personally the my my immediate circles around me were all like very if we're if talking the social determinants of health mm-hmm. I didn't have a lot of them mm-hmm. at the time so uh I got prescribed um Welbutrin in addition, because you can, there are two different kinds of antidepressants. One's an SSRI, which deals with serotonin. And this is an SNRI, which deals with norepinephrine. Ooh. So it's different 
brain chemicals that it affects. So it's going to make you a lot more like jazzy and upbeat. well, that's it because they epinephrine's uh, the up one, right? <laughs> nor norepinephrine. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, I don't think it's the same thing as like epinephrine. Like no, it's, it's not like an epipen kind of thing, but it's it's it does have some sort of similar uh, activity in the brain, I think. Uh, and I definitely know that the the drug is marketed by pharmaceutical reps as the happy, horny, skinny drug. Oh my god! So because most <laughs> antidepressants kill your sex drive and make you gain weight, uh, which doesn't really help very much with depression, yeah, honestly. No. no kidding. But it's better than dying. Um, so get because I definitely gained weight on citalopram. Like my face got really browned, um, <laughs> but I was working out and eating healthy, so it was frustrating. Mm -hmm. um, but that's not. I wasn't like I'm fat. Give me something harder. Um, <laughs> But she was just like, yeah, if you want to try it, we'll we'll give it a go. And so I've been trying it, and I'm a little sweatier, a little bit jumpier, but uh, I feel better. That's good. But it also, the sun came out a few days ago, and it's been out, so I don't know if it's the drugs or if it's the weather. Right, so when you're trying to do, like, an experiment on your own mental health, it's like you can't... Too many variables. Yeah, you can't Too control many, yeah. at all. You'd have to, like, take it in the middle of November when, like, the rains are here and see if you could have a notable difference somehow. Do, yeah. do you find that, like, if, if the weather is nicer, that really... Big time. Yeah. I think there's just something to do with like a sense of hopefulness. Yes. Um, no, just True. in general, yeah, no, and just I'm, like I'm you not look out to make fun. I'm in the environment, relating. and it's if if you already feel bad, and you look out at the world, and it all looks bad, you don't leave the house, yeah. right? Like, and this makes me want to go outside and like get some of that that vitamin D in my eyeballs and hands and stuff like wherever it's supposed to go into, and. <laughs> Well, I just heard something like you got to expose part of your face and your hands to get like the vitamin D in the winter. So I don't know, I just take a pill for it too. But mm -hmm. yeah, I just, it's beautiful outside today and it hasn't been for so long. So I don't know if that's making me happy or if it's my brain goo. Yeah. Who could say? Cool. I guess you'll see over time. Yeah. But like when my depression got really bad the first time back in uh, end of 2016, I, I couldn't tell, like we were talking about this before the podcast, mm. that I could not tell if... I am this depressed because I started doing comedy or because it just happened to be at the same time that the world started going to shit. Right. Because doing comedy, you asked about it, like, mm -hmm. it fucks with your mental health because everybody who does it is insane. <laughs> and I'm not kidding. Like, there are maybe... There are... I think Justin, past guest Justin O'Hearn, is the sanest person I've ever met that does comedy. Like, he's the least mentally ill person. And he still comes on the podcast and tells stories about bottles breaking people's bums. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. So that's the bar. <laughs> yeah, the, the bar is, is pretty low. Uh, and everybody is kind of kooky bananas. And it's difficult because, mm -hmm. like... It's a very vulnerable occupation. Mm -hmm. um, if you're t if you're telling like like jokes with integrity that have to do with your own life and stuff, you're putting your own shit out there for people to judge, and it can be a lot. Uh, and people talk about really toxic things in their in their acts, you know. So people like and they're not open to criticism. They're not open to redirection into something that's less harmful. So it's hard for you as a SJW shrill bitch to yeah. like deal with this it's a shrill SJW biatch. But you know, you want you want funny jokes. You don't just want lazy punchlines that rely on like someone someone's humanity being the punchline. Like yeah. you're yeah. writing. Well, something... Are you triggered? Are you triggering? <laughs> yeah, it's like it's probably because I got white privilege. And they, yeah, it they is. use that as a punchline with no actual like thought or context like around it. Like you can make. I think you can make great jokes about anything, but they have to be good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You can't just be like, oh, I can't say uh, fag anymore because of snowflakes. That's not a joke. <laughs> so you, oh, you're, just, you're such a snowflake. I'm like, 
like all of us are different and when we get together we can make a huge fucking mess that sounds pretty good. It's, it's, yeah. fascinating, it's fascinating that you bring up, like, the, the people that do say, you know, you have a snow flag, are you triggered, are often m- m- very sensitive themselves. <laughs> Especially very, sensitive to being criticized for sensitive. criticizing the sensitive. And it's it's <laughs> it's an interesting culture. It, it's almost, it, it's more interesting just to watch those people and kind of their psychology oh, yeah. uh, around issues mm-hmm. and how, I don't know, ju- just, and, and even looking, looking like, Trump and how they see him. I love as how everyone's the, so hesitant to even to, speak. Because I'm, I'm, I'm so sick of it. <laughs> it, it, it tastes like poison. It's, and it's, yeah. it's just the how how they look at him as the the, the alpha male defender of Christian civilization. Oh God, it makes me um, want to spoon George W. Bush. <laughs> <laughs> He's not a good guy. It's just by comparison. Oh, Sorry. God. I I don't know. It's it's they're just they're they're. It, it, it's always struck me that they're they're a little too repressed. That group very repressed uh, themselves, and if if they would just um, stop being such little snowflakes, well, stop being such little snowflakes, and maybe just em- embrace a little bit of their uh, femininity, yeah. uh, they would uh, just any kind of emotion. Don't run from your own fear, because I think that's all what they secretly really want to do. To have the freedom to be the person that you want is a yeah. beautiful thing, yeah. and I wish more people were aware of it when they bite back against it. Uh-huh. They're like, why the fuck are you doing that, you fucking weirdo? I'm like, well, what would you do if you had the freedom to do whatever you wanted? It wouldn't be to be, like, the archetypal beer commercial dude, right? Yeah. Like, wouldn't you want to be something more than that? Uh-huh. Don't you want to contain multitudes? Don't you? That's very profound. I that's like that. A, yeah, that's interesting. Do they? Or is it it's just repressed, yeah. I it's so like, easy to not. Yeah, and there's there's like a lot of I think like saying jealousy is like too simplified, but where it's like, oh, look at you just doing all that. Well, I'm playing by the rules. Mm-hmm. How come you're not playing by the rules? I'm playing by the rules and I had to sacrifice so much and give up so much yeah. to play by these rules that my culture told me I have to play by. And you're not, you're just not even doing it. Yeah. Fuck you, you know? Like, I think that there's a lot of that kind of resentment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I'm watching the new Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. Oh my God, I'm already done it. I know, I've already <laughs> done it too. It's so good. It's so good. You this week, you're like, mm, figure skating, Queer Eye. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm living my best life. Yes, absolutely. But it really, the show really deals with a lot of toxic yeah. masculinity yeah. stuff. And yeah. so that's been on my mind as well. Where, like, yeah, this guy, like, and it's just about, like, you know, you deserve love and care, mm-hmm. and you can give that love and care to yourself, mm-hmm. and you don't need, you know, a partner to do that for you, or, like, I don't know, you don't have to just kind of let yourself be stuck in your routine. I'm thinking of the first guy, where he was yes, just, like, yes, he was the, just, uh, like, this old redneck guy, old redneck guy, and he just, like, he drank a, you know, margarita every day at his, like, favorite restaurant, he had his chair that his, like, ass groove was in, and it's just, like... Come on, man. Like, you actually... And his whole family is like, we love you. You're a really sweet guy. You've got a great heart. Like, just let other people see that. Yeah. Well, and, like, take take three minutes of your day to, like, care for yourself a little bit. Like, he was only 57 or something, and he looked way older. Wow. Because he just let his beard grow super long, and he just, like, never moved around. And, did like they trim up his beard? They did. But not that much. Like, they didn't, like, over, like, make over the guy. Like, they just kind of... Tidied him up a bit. Yeah. yeah. So, so are you recommending? Oh, it's show? so good. Okay, that's what I'm gonna do tonight. Box of then. tissues, man. But, but and and it was it, and the we, original we, series made me cry a lot. Oh, yeah, I remember watching the original series as a kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my mother and I watched it. It was very yes, that was <laughs> yeah yeah. And, and it's Carson Cressley. Like, I, I think. Oh yeah, Carson. Like I think Carson and that cast were probably like the first gay people I remember 
probably ever seeing. Mm-hmm. Like, like oh, that I was aware nice. of. They're yeah. really efficient. They yeah. work together well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a great what a great thing to see for the first time. But yeah. it was. Yeah. And, and it probably is like that for a lot of young young men now mm-hmm. today. Um yeah. and, and having those examples and seeing that is um I, I thought for me it was really good. You know, mm-hmm. I still think of that and and it's not as if that I mean some some of them are um express their I, I don't know what this how to say it or what the they, okay, they express cool. their, um, they express stuff like in the, in the kind of caricature idea of a gay man who's mm-hmm. very, uh, just fabulous. Sure. And some of them are, you would look at and they aren't necessarily, you would think mm-hmm, of as, yeah. oh, they're the stereotypical gay person oh, yeah. at all. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a really good arc in one of the newer episodes where they go through that because they help a guy come out in one of the episodes mm-hmm. and oh god I just sobbed forever it was so good <laughs> but I they can't go wait to watch they go through and they're just like you know like for for one guy he's like it wasn't a choice I couldn't hide it because I'm so like I'm so just, like oh, yeah. out he was, there he was, you know but he was the morning he was born he was yeah, yeah but then one of the guys was like yeah I just I never I always present myself like as very you know kind of stereotypically masculine and my dad said like thank you for being so discreet and that made me mad enough to like be more than that you know <laughs> like thank you for being so discreet yeah, thank oh, you it's... for being discreet <laughs> don't show anything about you to anyone you meet yeah. <laughs> but it was like a good thing where it's like the the guy was really concerned like i don't want to come out i don't want to feel like stereotypically gay i don't want to be mm-hmm. able to be pegged right off the bat and I'm like <laughs> <laughs> gay guys aren't getting pegged that often <laughs> <laughs> that's true that's true um but like there was a good thing i remember like when one of my friends came out when he was younger and we were i think just out of high school it was that same thing where sometimes you go you overshoot the mark a little bit because mm. you're like okay well now i'm out and free and i can do whatever i want and you go like way to the extreme and then you find then you settle back into kind of where you want to be once you like find oh, out yeah. about yourself some more mm-hmm. so it was a really good episode but it just, like, the whole series just made me think, yeah, a lot about masculinity and a lot about, like, taking care of yourself as seen as, like, a not-masculine thing to do, which mm-hmm. I think is oh, bullshit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know how you feel oh, about oh, that. You're a real like, man. You just let the world you wear you just, down. Just, <laughs> but, like, how sad. It is. It is, it is very... Um, it's because you're having feelings. The, the idea of, of masculinity can be... There's always been to me, like, that's my feelings of it is, there's you should embrace the femininity and the masculinity because if it is just one... Because there are these these mm-hmm. stereotyped ideas of masculinity that are good. You know, this idea of, oh, be... Care be, for be, your family. Care for your family. Yeah. Be, be a leader. Be, be strong. Yeah, like, be these are good... These are good... Be confident. Like, these are good lessons to teach any person, whether mm-hmm. they're man, woman, or identify else as something else. Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't... You, you should pass these on. Um, mm-hmm. But when it's just masculinity, when it's just don't embrace your feelings, don't talk about them... You're left very stunted. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, definitely. You need the balance. There needs to be some yeah. kind of like elements of everything in there. Watching my dad change in the last ten years has been a really amazing thing. Um, watching him go from somebody who was never like a toxically masculine person, but who uh, was very much embedded in corporate culture. Uh, like I think my dad was always more of like a like like making deals and shaking hands and uh, and charming his way through things rather than like being a bull and, and, mm-hmm. and just crashing through stuff. But like now he's this most sensitive person I know pretty much, mm. which is just like he retired and didn't have to do that anymore. And instead of like sticking with a, a, a done pattern, he's just like, I'm just going to see like how else I can be. Mm-hmm. Which is really interesting. I like that. He's, and way he's more, inter- really more fun. Em- he's really embraced, like, I'm not done learning. I just want to keep learning about the world and being curious and, like... Stay curious. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta stay curious. <laughs> yeah. That's so important, though. It is. Because people get in... 
a routine. They get in a routine, and like like we talked about with that with that guy in that first episode, mm-hmm. um, with with Ben, I'm sure women, women too. It, mm-hmm. it's, you get in a routine, you're stuck in who you are. You don't explore more, learn mm-hmm. new things, and eventually it becomes this ticking time bomb that explodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, it yeah. does. Yeah, pe- denying yourself for a long time. We're all yeah. we're all born to like express ourselves. I think like it just needs to, it just needs to happen because it's gonna come out one way or the other. I'd say express and make yourself uncomfortable too. Yeah. like it's I, and that's something I've struggled with a okay. long time is like trying to make your put yourself in uncomfortable situations to mm-hmm. develop to as a person and, and learn. Like, can right? you think of some time? That- oh, even if if it's just. Um, being someone that grew up very socially anxious, Ooh. very, very anxious, I think. Um, that strikes me as funny because I know you through circles that are very, like, open and, like, I don't know, you don't strike me as a socially anxious person at all. Oh, de- definitely. And still do. Yeah. Not, not to the extent, but it's mm-hmm. through, like, putting yourself in those yeah. uncomfortable situations okay. and developing as a person that yeah. you could get to the point you are now. Mm-hmm. Like, I would say through high school, even... I probably missed a lot of opportunities because mm-hmm. I was too anxious to... You don't want to look stupid. You don't want to look stupid. I was always, I was always a little more introverted, too. Okay. And, you, you know, you don't want to go to the parties or make new friends. Mm-hmm. And so from high school, you know, so I've got my close-knit friends, but that's about it. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, now I've kind of out of that and more as an adult and capable of putting yeah. myself in those situations have made many more new friends mm-hmm. and acquaintances and probably enjoy life a lot more than I did back then. Yeah, fair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Being open to all those things is really important, I think. Did you ever have stuff when you were growing up that, like, role models and influencers that tried to, like, constrain you, or was generally, like, the most, like, the adults in your life were supportive of just, like, yeah, be who you are and do what you want to, or was there more, like, strict boundaries? I don't know. I don't really know how to ask that question. No, 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 I see what you're saying. I I came from a family that was very, um, that I think is... I think might biologically be incapable of pro- producing any women, so it's pretty much all men. Um, There's some some chromosome. Thing it's all men. It. We're all named Matthew, Marco, Mike, Michael. That's all of our names. And it's very confusing. It's, so it gets very confusing. Um, and it, it was certainly pushed to be you know, be sports. You know, okay. I grew up thinking adult uh, men. I thought pushed to be I thought sports. Yes, adult men. <laughs> Dad, am I sports enough? <laughs> <laughs> I thought as a child that adult men only watched sports, which was very depressing to me because I thought, oh man, you know, there's these shows I like watching and things I like doing. Oh, but you're gonna have to give and that thought, up when you I'm, turn. I'm 19? gonna have to give that up. Was what oh I actually thought. Gosh. I thought that. I, I really thought that. <laughs> That's so funny. So it was a bit of a, a push to kind of be a certain mm-hmm. person, um, but but I I certainly found my own way. Uh, as time went on, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, was there some, like, can you think of, like, a crux point in your life where you're just, did you make a conscious choice to move away from that, or did it just kind of happen because of circumstances, or? I don't know. I, it may be a gradual. Yeah. I, I don't think there was necessarily one point where it all just suddenly changed. Mm-hmm. Um, you're just like, oh, I'm more interested in this, I'm going to follow. But I did enjoy, I played sports, yeah. I was, you know, I played hockey, I enjoyed it, and sometimes I still think, like, oh, I like, that was fun. Sport, I mean, playing sports is fun, it's right? It's sport. Oh, sport. <laughs> we're, we're, we're sport down with, we're down yeah. with team sports, we're down with fitness yeah. and exercise and all the good Oh, yeah, stuff. it, like, like feels good, it can be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, do but, things you like. But it was definitely pushed to... Mm-hmm. I just, for some reason, you were talking, what, the word that you said was constraining, and then mm-hmm. it just made me think of a fucking mountain goat song that I'm obsessed with. 
uh, that just has a line. The, the song is called The Best Ever Death Metal Band Out of Denton, which is too long for a song title. <laughs> Get it together, John Darnielle. Um, but the song, it, there's, a, there's a line in the song that's, if you punish a person for dreaming their dreams, don't expect them to thank or forgive you. Wow. Mm. Which is a really great line, I think. Like... Like anybody who, it just you know what makes me think of his fucking Bill and Ted. <laughs> okay. Because it's like that's what basically the song is about is the best ever Beth, death metal band out of Denton. Couple of guys who've been friends since grade school, uh, Cyrus and Jeff, and that's their thing is like they want to be a band or whatever, and one of them gets sent away to military school or whatever. So it's pretty much like the Bill and Ted thing without time travel and, and um, George Carlin less of that uh and and you know ted gets uh, threatened to, to be sent to military school and because his father doesn't believe in his dreams and it's like you'll thank me later like no he yeah. won't he's not gonna yeah, yeah. don't get in people's way just like let them mm-hmm. do it and fail on their own if you don't think they're gonna do a good job you just like if you're their family if you're their family you have to support them even mm-hmm. if it's stupid <laughs> especially if they're a young kid like yeah. my god yeah. It's just, yeah, then they won't ever dream anything again. They'll think, like, oh, well, no one's going to ever support me no matter what it is. But then again, there are people who dream way too much and need to be. <laughs> but then that's why you let them kind of fail spectacularly on their own and learn lessons and yeah. get themselves in uncomfortable situations yes. Yes. to then learn yes. and grow and, like, figure out where they would. Mm-hmm. Being uncomfortable won't kill you, it turns out. No. It really and feels like it's going to. It feels like it is. And yeah. I, th- I think that was the lesson. Yeah, I definitely had to learn that it's okay to be uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. I've uh, I've been doing that with work, like doing um, sort of like conflict management and stuff like that is uh, hard, mm. and interpersonally it's really hard. Um, mm. But I'm discovering that compassionate and kind confrontation can be the best solution to a lot of problems. Mm-hmm. But you have to put yourself in the situation. You have to make yourself available to be like shit talked or uncomfortable like you have to be willing to hear criticism and all the stuff that you don't want to hear it's hard mm-hmm. <laughs> guys it's mm-hmm. really hard it is how did you do it especially when it catches you off guard then it's well, really, then it oh really, yeah you don't yeah. have that you don't expect yeah. it coming you're if like, it's kind of like you're gonna sit down and expect it you can kind of yeah. oh, okay I'll, i can you know stiffen myself up, up. And, that's why i think it's good to like always take the lead on those kinds of things where it's like okay i'm gonna bring up this uncomfortable topic uh, and then yeah. i know that i'm prepared to deal with this yes i think that's probably why like we talk about me having like good boundaries and good assertiveness in certain situations and i think it probably is a control thing <laughs> you know where it's like it's on my terms i'm starting this conversation now and it could go in any direction i'm open to that but i'm not gonna just sit here and then let it come to me mm-hmm. i'm gonna get in front of it yeah 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 mm-hmm. Yeah, being startled by by something that's really bad is oh, the it, worst. It can throw your day off, or you're just you, you dwell on that. Oh yeah. It's... Oh god, the worst. I'm, I, I have the feeling that we're all fairly sensitive people too. Which is like... <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean like big babies. I just mean like we feel things. Yeah. Like like environmental yeah. stuff impacts us. Yeah. Which it does to everybody to varying degrees. But I'm I'm very sensitive to my environment mm-hmm. for sure, and I don't like the tension. Of the discomfort, like the mm-hmm. not knowing what's going to happen, feels really bad. Ooh. Yeah, I know that. That's. I want to be certain about what's about to happen, and that's not possible. Oh, like if someone says we need to talk, and then it's like, oh, then just God. tell me what the topics are. Like, why don't you just don't just say what the topic? We need to talk about this, and then so we talk we're about we're going to talk in what eight hours? Okay, I'm going to be shitting yeah. for the next seven hours and fifty nine <laughs> minutes. Please bring me a bottle of water. <laughs> and like, then it ends up being just absolutely nothing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Some mundane thing that yeah. didn't even I, need a I've discussion. I've never or... said, can we talk about this because I'm so anxious. I, I, I would be like, 
hey, later tonight, if you have time, can we talk about X or whatever? Perfect. I, I do that too. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I will say, I need to talk to you about this one. Because, yeah, it, yeah, it makes me anxious as well. It's Or if it's something good, like, I need to talk to you. It's about something good, but I don't want to tell you what it is yet, but it's good. Oh, that's yeah. fun. Oh, okay. That's fun. That's That'll okay. just get everybody excited. But, yeah, I fucking can't stand that. And people who don't understand that syntax in messages, in messages, <laughs> in messages can fuck you up. Mm. Like, if somebody replies with K with a period, they hate you. <laughs> Fucking hate you. Or if it's just K, oh, it's bad. It's so bad. You have to like assume everybody's insane when you message them and just give them all the information that they need. I guess I just try to like always have like people have the best intentions. Like it just I never assume ill intent if I can help it. Mm. It's like you what know kind what kind of they... life have you lived? Yeah, it's <laughs> pretty good actually. <laughs> Sorry. Thanks, Joe. <laughs> My mom's good. She, yeah, definitely instilled that where it's like everyone's doing their best. And so, like, just don't assume that somebody's out to, like, get you or sabotage you or be mean to you. Like, if it comes off as weird, probably it's something to do with them. That was, like, a really early lesson that I learned as a kid. It's, like, very compassionate. She's a nurse. So, like, mm. they're probably just having a really bad day. And that's why they're taking it out on you or whatever. And... But then if it's, like, if it's something that I did or, you know, then be open to yeah. hearing that and change your behavior because you don't want to make somebody feel bad by accident. So it's not a way to, like, get away from responsibility to always be like, oh, it's just their problem, you know, because mm -hmm. that's <laughs> if you take that to it's, like, extreme, it could actually be super, like... I'm disconnected from all humanity, <laughs> you know? It's like, oh, it's just their problem. I'm fine. I didn't do anything wrong. It's just their problem that they don't like my <laughs> abrasive whatever. <laughs> I like yeah. your abrasive whatever. Hmm. Well, it's just, so your mom's a nurse. My mom's a nurse. Okay. It's, well, is a nurse, yeah. too. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, of course she hasn't retired yes. yet because you're 12. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't mean it. <laughs> I just love being fake mean. <laughs> <laughs> but I think there's something about that, like having, having a parent that's in a caring profession, like can shed some. Yes. Yeah. I definitely inherited some mm -hmm. of that, I mm -hmm. think. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, hmm, this football that I'm contractually obligated to watch <laughs> is very distressing to me. They're getting a lot of head injuries. <laughs> 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 I wish someone would do something. I wish I didn't have to watch this. Just like in one of those uh, those clockwork orange things, yeah. just like just football, 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 football. <laughs> what would be the worst sport for you to be hooked up to be forced the to worst? watch? What would you be the most mad about? Hmm. Probably baseball. Really? Because I can never hit the ball. Okay. <laughs> and so you'd be thinking about it the whole time. Oh, just why like, am I yeah. bad at this? Deeply, deeply traumatic experiences there. Yeah. I think I, I think cricket would be the worst one. Because you wouldn't understand what was happening. Not a fucking clue. Oh, that's clue. true, too. wouldn't understand what was and happening. Everyone, and they last, like, 12 hours. Yeah. <laughs> but everyone's so cute in their crisp little white uniforms. Or golf, I guess. Golf is probably the one I was going to go stereotypical and say golf, but I actually like watching golf. I like watching golf if I'm really hungover. It's like ASMR, kind of. It's, it's like really soothing. soothing. It's a yeah. little bit soothing. Like, oh, that's in the that's in the trees. That'll be a tough one to get out. <laughs> yeah. it's. I like playing golf. But I don't ever do it because it's really expensive. Oh, why don't you just oh, let yeah. my parents oh, yeah. adopt you then? Because they'll like you better than me for one. If I, I like drinking wine and playing golf. I'm basically your parents. So that's probably why you like me so much. Why my mom and dad like you so much for sure. <laughs> I think my dad likes you so much because you remind him of Brenta. <laughs> <laughs> that's weird transference and I don't know how comfortable I feel about that. I think he just likes sassy broads. He, he likes me for me. 
Yes. Well, that's all. Not not for any other weird sick reason. I was gonna launch into that fucking Tell Backman song. For she a likes sing. me for me. Because <laughs> like, I sing like Pavarotti. That one? <laughs> yes. Is that Tell Bachman? I don't know. See, then he does two really annoying songs. <laughs> Do you remember She's So High? She's so high. She's so high. Oh yeah, that's high yeah. above me. <laughs> yeah. I think She's so I think she likes me for me is not Tell Backman, it's probably somebody else. I'm curious now who did it. It's like that oh, late nineties, early two thousands, that good good stuff we were talking about right at the top. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she likes me for me. It's man, speaking of Y two K, like it really the resurgence of like the boy band like harmonizing thing really came about the in song that era. It's called Hey Leonardo. Oh, and yes. it's by Blessed Union of Souls. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> a band I've never heard for, I've never, ever heard of before. Is there a boy band reception? Was there, there was One Direction. No, 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 in, in like Y2K oh, in Y2- times, oh, yeah. so like NSYNC oh, and Backstreet Boys and all big. that. And yeah. I'm like, I'm thinking, like, when was that popular, the last? Like, I'm thinking of like the Temptations and the Four Tops mm-hmm. and all of that kind of like doo-wop stuff. Yeah, that's right. But then she likes me for me, not because I hang with Leonardo or that guy who played in Fargo. I think his name is Steve. Don't do Steve Buscemi like this. (laughs) She likes me for me, not because I'm tough like Dirty Harry. Make her laugh just like Jim Carrey, unlike the cable guy. They came for the cable guy in this song. That's two of its time. There's so many references in that song. It's quite extra. I don't know. That is like the most 1997 song ever, pretty Mm -hmm. much. Wait, when did Fargo come out? Doesn't matter. Not important. I think around that time. Yeah, I think so. If it's referenced in the song, then it came out before then. Mm. How was your week, Matt? (laughs) (laughs) It's all right. (laughs) Thank you for keeping us on track. Incredibly smooth transition. (laughs) Yeah, I think we're supposed to finish our our week. um, (laughs) It it goes throughout the whole episode. No, my week. uh, Jeez, what did I do this week? Yeah, it was all right. You picked up several tall boys of beer from various I picked up several tall boys of beer, yeah. Actually, I just went to one liquor <gasps> store. They were all I was going <laughs> to ask. You didn't go to, like, every single brewery and get that. Oh, did you go to... You went to Hops. Ye- where did I go to? No, Jack's. Jack's. Oh, okay. Cool. Same, same company, probably, as yeah, the... the... Yeah, they own a few. Yeah. yeah. You went to Jack's? I just got... You went to Jack's. Got some... Uh, I, I wanted the local stuff to, uh-huh. to represent. Got to rep my uh, my region here. <laughs> From the hood. Yeah. Night Sky Mocha Stout from Mariner Brewing, brewed in Coquitlam, BC. How was that? One? It was delicious. Really? I've never been to a mocha beer oh. kind of guy. I made a mistake. <laughs> That's why I'm like, this is a, it's a Imperial Stout. It's 9%. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I'm feeling sluggish. That's why I'm sweating. <laughs> this is not good. This one's good. This is under five, so it's good. Uh, yeah, low IBUs. Yeah, I, I also had 4%. Yeah, the, the bitter bad choice. The bitterness in this is definitely the coffee. Uh, it's it's less of the the hops. Oh my god! I'm so sorry. I haven't had a beer in like months. Yeah, so. it's good. Mm-hmm. It's good. Makes me feel okay. like taking more of a nap. Even yeah, mm-hmm. I might take a nap after this Just podcast. No, you can't. You'll regret it. You'll regret it when you wake up. It'll, you'll be too groggy. Yeah, fair enough. You can't nap. Mm, no, once you hit thirty, you can nap again. Oh, okay. it's a weird thing. I literally couldn't nap until I was thirty-one. Oh, but I can nap. I love napping, He's but I wake up feeling it. like no. I crap. wake up feeling mostly refreshed now, which is a totally different. Oh, do you God, do I short wish. nap or long nap? It depends. Mm. Sometimes I nap for two hours, and it's a bad plan. Yeah, I think that's the problem because I would do. I remember when I had like early morning classes when I was up at SFU, up till like three a.m. Go to an eight a.m. class. And then come home and sleep for three hours, mm-hmm. and that was not a healthy. <laughs> that doesn't seem like a great circadian rhythm. No, to that, that was you'd wake up like just feeling like you have a bad hangover. It's yeah, I uh, I find 
especially when I'm traveling, I take a lot of naps, which so I'm going to England in a couple of weeks and I know I'm going to be napping there because I'm going to be walking all over the damn place and drinking so much alcohol. And that's what I did in New York. And when I went to Europe last time is that I would, I would, we would get back after being out most of the day around four or five or something like that. And before dinner, I would just crash out for like an hour. Just like I would try to fight it. I'd be like, no, no, no. And then book on face and out, just fucking out. Mm -hmm. That's what you get for walking like eight or nine miles a day. (laughs) It's nice though. Being on vacation is lovely. You just just walk everywhere and then you do things on your own and you Schedule. lie down and sleep if you feel like it. Mm-hmm. You're not constrained by this goddamn nine to five grind, am I right? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, that's... capitalism is a prison. <laughs> it is. It I was is. thinking. So this week I went and saw a Sardinian guitarist, which is really lovely. Okay. Uh, his name is Paolo Angeli, and he's lovely. He dresses like a little pirate. He wears a stripy shirt and a one earring, and he's got beautiful silver hair that, like, cascades over his face. Ooh, okay. Sounds hot. He's so hot. Mm-hmm. And so he plays this giant Sardinian guitar that he's modded out with, like, a cello thing on top as well, and, like, a bunch of, like, other strings that resonate, and you can play them with, like, a little fan that's on the inside Was of the guitar. Was that the picture and... you posted on Facebook? Mm-hmm. Okay, Honestly, cool. Was... Yeah, it's super cool. He's amazing. Trying to imagine his Frankenstein guitars. I will <laughs> show you a picture. It's incredible. There's a whole, like, NPR Tiny Desk concert with him. Oh, really? Yeah. He's so good, and he sings, like, in beautiful Sardinian, like, folk songs and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and then also does all these cool improvisations. Anyway, it reminded me... Um, I really was drawn to him because I went to Sardinia for like a week a couple years ago. And Katie, what you were saying about like napping on your own schedule, like that's pretty much all I did. I was in like one of the most beautiful places in the world and I just like slept most of the time because <laughs> I was just on vacation. So I would like, go like walk around the walls of the Holy city. Holy shit. What's that? He's so hot. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, he's well. In the older picture, he's got this mop of black curly hair. Mm-hmm. Now, now it's all silver, and it's even better. Yeah, that's that'll do. <laughs> that's fine with me. Yeah, he's wonderful. But yeah, I just I remember like Paul Thomas Anderson or Paul. Uh, no, fucking Wes Anderson character. Aha! Uh-huh, yes, yes, indeed. Um, but yeah, just would like walk to the beach, sit on the beach nap on the beach. That does sound nice. Like, and he just, I just slept all the time. And like Ed, who I went with, my partner, like was up, you know, six in the morning, walking, exploring all the stuff. He's like, what are you even doing on vacation? But we just stayed in the same city for a week. He explored everything. I just mostly napped, but I'm like, this is my kind of vacation. I like that you guys can uh, operate on your own vacation, like wavelength. Yeah. We while you're together. To do stuff together all the time. Yeah. No, I went to Seattle for a bit in the summer. That was my vacation. You were by yourself? Yeah. No, I was with my girlfriend. Uh, so, but she likes to go exploring a lot. Okay. And I would be like, I'm tired. I'm ready to go lie down. Just kind of want to stick around I'm ready a bit. To sleep. Let me sit down. <laughs> I really like Seattle. It's hard for me to not do stuff there because there's so much good food oh, and stuff so to awesome. see. Yeah. It's really fun. Yeah, all I want to do in Seattle is just eat, just like go to oh, like every did. single it was, place. It was so awesome. One of my yeah. favorite things I ate when I was in Portland, I did the Queer Comedy Festival in Portland last mm-hmm. year, which was really fucking fun. Like one of the coolest things I've ever gotten to do. And uh, before my first set, I went to um, I went to this like a dumpling restaurant, and I I didn't I thought I think Chinese dumplings when I think of dumplings, but it was. Russian dumplings. Oh yes. And I got these little like piroshki almost like little little dumplings. They're not quite pierogies, but they're basically the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um smaller, a little bit more tender. And it was floating in this like chicken broth apple cider 
broth and it had dill and like sour cream and it sounds so weird it sounds amazing oh god it was good it was so good <laughs> i'm going I love to dill. i'm gonna go to portland in a couple weeks please send me was, that restaurant recommendation that was in seattle Fuck you. But, well, there might be one well, in Portland. Well, if you're driving, just stop by. I'm not. I'm taking the train. I won't have time to stop in Seattle. I have plenty of recommendations for Portland mm-hmm. as well. Of course I do. Except that the restaurants only last two years there, and then they go tits up. But go to go to uh, Porqueño mm. if you like tacos. Yes, I do very I much. Porqueño. I pretty much only eat Mexican food in Portland. <laughs> that like... is just, uh, that is, I almost said that is Mexican. That is Spanish for why not. Mm-hmm. Por qué no? Mm-hmm. Why the not? fuck not? I wanted to share one thing about the Sardinian guitarist, though. Sexy, sexy Paolo. It was at this, like, <laughs> tiny little studio, the annex off of the Orpheum Theater. Um, beautiful room, like, floor-to-ceiling diffusers like this we've mm-hmm. got in our studio here. So it was just, like, this gorgeous whatever. We sat in the very front row because my date insisted that we sit in the very front row. And he proceeded to then fall asleep in the very front row of this concert. Who is this? Well, Ed. Oh! <laughs> I didn't want to throw him under the bus. <laughs> yeah. Fell asleep? Yeah. Because <laughs> it's like very ambient, like beautiful music. It's relaxed. But he's, yeah. he insisted. He's like, oh, we need to sit up right in the front so that we can see all the cool gizmos on his whatever guitar thing. And then, conk. <laughs> so, he did not snore, though. So that was good. That was a relief. I, I started writing down something that you said, and then I forgot what it was. You said this gorgeous something. I can't remember what. Room? Oh, I don't know. No, With all just, the diffusers? I don't even remember what it was. It, it just was sounded a... sounded um, meaningful. Yeah, I was just talking this about gorgeous just whatever. About I think you said this gorgeous whatever. You just said gorgeous Paolo. Oh, okay. said. Yes. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was this gorgeous whatever, which I really like as like an album title. Ooh, I like it. it That'll be my... I'm trying to make a make a record with our friend Noel, and that could be the. Ooh. <laughs> There's like ten percent of me is jealous. The other ninety percent is just like, do it. Yeah, do she's this got up. this like deep, like gravelly, husky voice, and I think we could do really good like folk songs together if we write them in like nice layery harmonies and yeah. whatever. Mm-hmm. And I want our band name to be Root and Dew. Root and Dew. Root and Dew. This it. gorgeous whatever. Done. Okay. That whatever. is a good album name. Yeah, yeah. I love it. That's I, a good I, uh, love it. I passed out uh, for a few minutes on Noelle's couch. She lives in Nanaimo after drinking like half of a box of Chabertin wine. Half of a box? I had a lot. Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, you're like, it was more than half. <laughs> and we were also crossfaded. But I was like, just like sort of happily passing out on the couch. It wasn't like, oh, I'm so drunk. It was like, mm, I'm tired. And they were playing. They had, um, we had a fireplace like going. So, so it's like, nice and warm. Yeah. And so like luxurious. And coming down a bit. Yeah. And then, uh, and they were playing um, Robin's uh, Dancing, on my, Dancing own. on my Own, like acoustically. It sounded so beautiful. Mm-hmm. It was like one of my happiest little winter memories. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. That's another way to combat seasonal depression is just like go hang out by a roaring fireplace, honestly. Yeah. We have a fake fireplace in my apartment and I use it a lot. I don't, we're, we're not as good as the real, but... Like, middle ground between the nice like winter <laughs> with the fireplace mm-hmm. and spring coming i'm so ready for spring and i feel like yeah. it's oh, coming I'm, hard yes i'm <sighs> i didn't mean it rude <laughs> hey spring is all about just psh, everywhere Spring's all about coming guys <laughs> where it just rains though and mm-hmm. it's gray it's... but i hate snow anyways especially when you drive yes Ugh. and it didn't snow this year really which is great yes um Especially for you, who has two sidewalks to shovel. Yeah, just don't do it. <laughs> it's very people bad. Just, old people just fall down and you laugh at them. This year, we really... We, it did snow a bit, and we did shovel it right away and put down salt, so it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. But, like, man, we were very negligent last year. <laughs> and, yes, an old lady did slip and fall. It was fair. And she died. And she that woman's oh, name... 
was uh, Margaret Atwood. <laughs> was Margaret Atwood. <laughs> She's dead now. We don't have to talk about her anymore. <laughs> I was gonna say. I was gonna say Ruth Bader Ginsburg, <laughs> who is alive. Who yes. is alive. And yeah. still on the Supreme Court. She, Thank yes. Christ. <laughs> oh, but she wants. She still wants to retire, though, doesn't she? So sure, old. I bet she does. And she's just like, but I can't because of can't. gestures vaguely at yes. everything. <laughs> like, I have to hang on for another two years. Just two more. I'm so tired. Oh. Yeah, I just, like, I have the eternal optimism where I'm just like, the crocuses are coming up, it's officially spring, and then I'm just going to be really disappointed in, like, a week when it gets gross again. Yeah. But that's okay. Life's a roller coaster. Well, you get excited with spring and something. Oh, I have all these plans I want to do and things. Mm-hmm. And our and May is usually pretty perfect here, uh-huh. yeah. I think. And then June sucks, and then July and August are always hot as balls. So uh-huh. I think it'll be okay. Nice. It's I. It's amazing how much I don't believe that spring is coming again. And yet, all throughout the summer, I'm like, oh god, winter's going to be back, and I'm going to be so sad. And then in the winter, I'm like, this is literally never going to end. <laughs> it will always feel exactly like this that does sound like clinical depression yeah <laughs> yes i uh when i got the uh the chart the first time i got diagnosed uh she was like oh lord when she looked at it she's like oh you sad <laughs> i have a really cheeky doctor she's the best that's really funny did you have to like keep a log of like mood tracker kind of thing or no because like- she was just like it's pretty clear to me that you have it uh, and then this time, she's the one who said happy, horny, skinny drug. She's like, oh, that's okay. what the gross-ass reps always say yeah. to me. Ah, funny. She's like, but it does tend to do that when you take it with an antidepressant, because it's the one antidepressant that doesn't like make you gain weight or not mm. have orgasms, which is those, a real bummer. Yeah, those things are very important for mental health in general. It's very true. So. Yeah, I got energy. Energy. <laughs> fucking energy. Oh my god, you're scary. <laughs> it's because I'm the only one who's lit naturally in this room right now. You guys are dark-faced, and I'm just like, ah! <laughs> I, I like how light. our podcast goes backwards and we end with small talk about and the weather, yeah. <laughs> which is fucking hilarious. And we like leapt into the complexness of masculinity right off the yeah, bat. Yeah, we did, yeah. which was, yeah. was a but fun then, topic to discuss. You know, It was like it's... the cool down period after like you exercise yeah. and just like kind of winding it down. We yeah. are over an hour, yeah, which is I'm pretty okay. amazing for us. Um, is there anything else that you guys want to talk about before? I was looking at myself in my selfie camera because I was like, I really am well lit in here. <laughs> Oh my god, you can take some pictures afterwards. Uh, anything I need to What's, promo. Or just talk about anything. What's a light in the room? Whatever you guys want to discuss. That's, uh, <laughs> That's what you're here to talk I'm, about. I'm just I'm, here to talk. Yeah. It's, I'm having fun. You're it a is fun, fun guest. Yeah, we nice. have to keep talking. I don't know. Chris is like, I don't know what the fuck we're going to talk about. I did no, not we say that. Keep... Well, okay. <laughs> she intimated. I, I, I could change the topic if you want. Is that what you... <laughs> no, it's just you're a great talker. It's awesome. I, I could around. ask because, okay. um, you know, when we talked about, because I'm curious, as in my, you know, cis white male um, <laughs> uh, perspective, you talked about, well, I'm on a podcast with two gender queer women. No, or is just, that what you said? No, no just, just queer. queer. No, sorry, queer, not gender queer. Well, um, I mean, maybe. Queer. Like, <laughs> what, I haven't decided you've, yet. You've got a sousan of the butt Why don't you, what, <laughs> what does that, um, like, what, what does that, how does that identify, like, what does that mean necessarily? I like to fuck everybody. Yeah, basically. Is that what it is? Okay. <laughs> I don't have a gender preference at all, yeah. like, when it comes to partners at But all. then how, how does that differ, um, difference from, like, if you're bisexual? It is bi. Yeah, like, okay. I, 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 I identify, identify as bi, uh, but as queer is just sort of a more 
broad spectrum word that I think encompasses the fact that I'm a little bit genderqueer. Like, because you said I have a soup song, butch, and I look down, I'm like, it's more than a fucking soup song today. <laughs> That's my a bit friend. of a tablespoon. <laughs> I, uh, I do have makeup on, but yeah, I'm wearing a hat and athletic pants and a men's tank top and a giant oversized shirt that has a grease spot on it. So it's like you worked on cars, except your hands are so, so tender. <laughs> nice. Uh, I got like a really good line of calluses oh, from there lifting from, from lifting. But yeah, no, I am a delicate flower otherwise. But yeah, no, I um, I think like saying that I'm queer is just enough to say, this is, this is going to sound kind of mean, but it's like that I don't cater my life to straight cis men um, because I like straight cis men. I've mm. dated lots of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very attracted to them, but a lot of my early life, like up until probably 25 even was just like trying to make myself presentable and attractive to men because that's what you do when you're mm. a woman. And it's only since then that I've kind of stopped doing that and I don't get any male attention now and sometimes that makes me sad but also I'm free mm. <laughs> thank god <laughs> I'm free uh yeah so that they for me that's an important thing is to be able to sort of express myself in a way that is like either really like aggressively made up in femme or just like a casual dirtbag boy <laughs> so, but uh, yeah when it comes to gender like I'm I, I'm into all kinds of people all all kinds like if I look at the man I'm most attracted to in the world right now is a wrestler named Joey Ryan, who is the most masculine, greasy, hairy motherfucker I've ever seen. <laughs> and when it comes to women, I don't know, like Lupita Nyong'o or something like mm-hmm. that. Like, who is who just, like, makes me drop everything? Uh, her, Ra- Evan Rachel Wood. Like, yeah. there's so many kinds of people that I'm attracted to. So. Yeah, you just want to drop all of your packages and hold the door for them instead. Because <laughs> yes, you're a gentleman. I am a gentleman, for sure. That's, yeah. Just everybody, if, if they smell good, then we're good. Let's go. That's <laughs> all it takes. Yeah. You, I, I like saying I'm queer because I don't, like, I, don't, I think we've talked about this before. I don't really like bi as a thing, but mm-hmm. that's basically what the thing is. Mm. And so I like people trying to redefine bisexual as, like, my gender and other genders. And that's the binary as opposed to, like, men and women because I'm, like, anyone that falls in between that is great as well. So, yeah. I don't know. I'm just mm. aggressively attracted to everybody. Oh, I know. Cool. What boy do you think is the hottest? <laughs> oh my goodness. Cuomo from Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. He's my favorite. Cuomo? <laughs> the hair? Yeah. Oh, the, um, okay. Yeah. The, the culture guy. Yes. Oh. No, he's good. Okay, yeah. He's, he's, uh, uh, uh. I mean, they're all good looking guys. Anthony's a very good looking guy. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. I'll tell you that. He's, you know, if I could like... If I could just ha- have one of their looks, yes. I'd probably choose that him. That makes a lot of yes. sense. You, the, you yes. already remind me of, uh, yeah, Anthony has, like, very, like, crisp style. Oh, I'm really looking forward to watching this now, because um, I don't have anything to do this evening. We're going to dye my hair and watch Queer Eye. Yes! <laughs> no, but that's interesting. I mean, you always say, like, because it's always, uh, it's just an interesting topic again, because, like, just oftentimes, again, if, if, if a man was to say, like, and, and I identify as, like, a straight white male yeah. I don't have a sexual attraction to men but I, I could take I'd be like oh that guy's handsome he's good looking mm-hmm. like it's yeah. not that I'm like oh. yeah. you've got an aesthetic sensibility <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and you yeah. don't do that thing that dudes do where they're like ew I wouldn't even yeah. be able to tell it's like are you serious yeah. like you know what you a good looking person yeah, is yeah you know who's yeah. good looking and, and I've always just found that absurd and <laughs> <laughs> just a little absurd just yeah. a little um it's extremely absurd. It's, it's, extremely, it's, it's so, so, so weird. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, I only bring that up. I, I just love to turn it on someone and just like make them feel very disarmed about something because it's very funny to me. Mm-hmm. And also because I've talked about this in the podcast with Chris before and it's that she gets it too a little bit. Like people love to tell us both secrets and men, like my, my quote unquote straight male friends 
always want to tell me the men they find attractive, if they've kissed men before, if they've like been attracted to trans women before. Like they all want to confess it to me. Like I'm some kind of like <laughs> sexy gender priest. <laughs> And I, I don't, and they don't want me to absolve them. They want me to be like, that's good. I'm so, I'm really proud of you for like coming out of your comfort zone like that. Like you're good. You're good. You can have a rainbow button. You're is, a good boy. That is so funny. You can give them the ally card. <laughs> but, it, but that is like, it, 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 it's, I, I think men, men do that where they, they can't confide their secrets to other men. So mm-hmm. when they're around a woman, it's like, oh my God, I, I just need to like, that's incredibly here. I just, insightful. I, I just need to mm-hmm. like. I have this. I've been piling up my secrets here. I need to just let loose. Like, it's... and then they let loose, and then and then it's all done. And then she's like, "Well, this has been going on for me. Oh, that sucks. I'm tired. I'll talk to you later." <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of friendships that I had earlier in life. Yeah, but that's so that's so observant for a man to notice mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's just like so impressive. Good oh, job. Yes. I'm very woke. You know, You're very, very woke, very Bay. Woke. Just like, very woke. Just like the prime just minister. Just like our prime minister. We brought it all the way yeah. back. Oh that, that is a good. Oh, that is high a good, five! Very that good. Is. That was fantastic, Matt. Thank you so much for being yeah, here. Thank you so for having fun. me. This was this was fantastic. A really zesty, fun episode. I loved yeah. it. Well, thank you. Great. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I'm a sexy gender priest. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now is there anything that you want to plug? This is going to come out. I'm just like, if you're in the UK, just watch for my big dumb head running around all the time. Because if you know me from this, then I want to say hi, probably. Do we have any listeners in the UK besides your friends? No, I yeah. don't even think they listen. Yeah, neither does our friend in Scotland. So you're neither does anybody who them. knows us because they don't want any more of us than they already have to have in their lives. <laughs> Yeah, no, I don't really have anything to promo other than there's always a uh, another big rock show coming up, and the one that's in March is actually very soon after I get home, so it's March 18th. Nice. Yeah, at Big who's, Rock Urban. Who's going to be on that? Jane Stanton is headlining, and nice. Gavin, Gavin Clarkson will be hosting. Nice. Yes. Yeah. Very, very good. Nice. I have nothing to promo, obviously. I'm going to go see a whole bunch of shows at the Just for Laughs Comedy Festival, Lucky. which is so good. Beth Stelling and Jim Norton and Kyle Kinane and Maria Bamford. Oh, you are going to Jim Norton. I am going to Jim Norton. At the Vogue. That's hilarious. I've given myself an out, so I'm going to go see Jim Norton and then Kyle Kinane in the same night. So okay. I have to, like, leave immediately and then go to the next show so that I'm not tempted to stick around and, like, try to meet Jim Norton and flirt with him. Oh, God. <laughs> That's really smart. He's so gross and you shouldn't. He would really like me. Yes, he would. <laughs> because you're also gross. <laughs> and the best. A little bit of a dirtbag, and that's okay. Yep. Do you have anything that you want to promo in March? I don't know. Yeah. I'm. You used uh, to be in a band. I used to be in a band, but there's no there's no yeah. shows coming up here. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, what's the band called? What was the band? Oh, I can't even remember. It was so long. I can't. Oh, okay. So this remember. is not this yeah. is not this something is that's not, recent. No, 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 no. This was ten plus years ago. Oh, okay. yeah. Jesus! So you were a teen. It was a te- It was a teenage man. No, no, no. Ah. Yeah. Oh, okay. You're not actually twelve. You are going to be twenty six. I this am year. actually going to be twenty six this year. Yes. That's <laughs> an adult age. You count now. There we go. I'm you in. have to be over 25 for me to talk to you. <laughs> or a child. Those are the yeah. only options. I don't talk to anybody between 12 and 25. Don't care what they have oh to say. God. Just kidding. No. Watch for you in various places. In you the can watch world. me in various places. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We have not described him in any way except for nice eyebrows. Yeah. Perfect. Like, Look we, for those. Usually they're a mess. So well, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cool. Well, we'll see everybody next week on the old Sea Hikes podcast. Yeah.